The gospel for today is from the 25th chapter of the gospel according to Matthew. Jesus says, For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior Jesus the Christ, and the Holy Spirit who unites us in faith. Amen. There's a common thread running through Jesus' parables about the kingdom of heaven, and we're called to pay attention to the presence and gracious activity of God in every minute and in all the minutia of our daily lives. The parables, as you recall, of the leaven, the mustard seed, the lost coin, and so on, these all invite us to bring our attention to the presence and gracious activity of God in every minute, and in all the minutia of our lives. In last week's Kingdom of Heaven parable about the ten bridesmaids concluded with the admonition to stay awake 
or in other words, pay attention. And this parable of the talents begins right after that call to pay attention. And this parable paints a picture of the blessing inherent in paying attention and having faith in God's character and promises. At the same time, it presents an image of the dismay and disorder of failing to pay attention and consequently getting God's character and promises wrong. So let's dig in here. Uh, Jesus, at this point in the gospel, has already informed his disciples about his pending death and resurrection. So there's an obvious parallel to consider as Jesus tells this parable about a master who's preparing to go away for a time and then return. In the master's absence, he leaves talents with his workers. A talent in this story is an incredibly large sum of money, equal to some say 15 to 20 years of wages for labor. And not every worker receives the same amount of talents. One receives five talents, another receives two, and another receives one, as scripture says, according to their ability. I'm not explicitly told what that means. What's clear, however, is that this is just kind of how life works, right? In life, some receive more than others. The point of this parable is to illustrate what we do with what we receive. The two who are entrusted with the most go and invest the talents in such a way that they double. This incredible increase harkens back to Jesus' insight from earlier in the gospel. When Jesus says, And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. That's from Matthew 1929. Jesus is continually teaching and demonstrating that abundance is the foundational characteristic of the divine. Abundance. Our kingdom inheritance multiplies exponentially when we freely invest or give away the divine gifts of love and resources to others. The two workers who received such incredibly valuable sums from their master, they'd paid attention. They knew the master. They knew the master was joyful and generous. These workers were motivated by gratitude and love for their master. Their actions, their confidence, their faith was rooted in a belief in the master's promises and as a result, they were invited to share in the joy of the master. And then there's the other worker, the one who received one talent, the one who was not as confident about his master's joy and generosity, likely because he hadn't been paying attention. The worker failed to pay attention to his master's joy and generosity and so he drew inaccurate conclusions about his master. As he says in his own words, he took him to be a harsh man, reaping where he did not sow and gathering where he did not scatter seed. 
And in light of the allegorical understanding of the master as Christ, the worker's insights are clearly short-sighted. After all, it's impossible for Christ to reap where he did not sow because every corner of creation and every seed that is sown belongs to God. And so the conclusion of the parable, it's harsh. And it might be triggering for anyone who grew up thinking of God as punitive or angry, ready to punish people to eternal torture and damnation. But try to hear its warning. Its warning for us today is that there are very real consequences for those who fail to pay attention, for those who fail to understand God's character as good loving and generous. When we fail to notice these abundant attributes of God, well, we start to think that when they do show up in our lives, they're scarce. And so we're unwilling to share them with others. And if we don't share them with the world, we certainly will not receive them double or a hundredfold in return. Instead, we will end up in a darkness of our own making a state of life in which there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. When we hide what God has given us, we live out of a sense of fear and scarcity. God's gifts of love and grace are not to be, they can't be minimized. They can't be taken away from us. They're stolen. And God's gifts of love and grace are only gifts if they're shared with the rest of the world. Love and grace truly only exist if they're given away. You share the good stuff with the world and you watch it grow, expand, multiply, and return to you double or a hundredfold. Again, the call is to pay attention. Pay attention to the character of God. Meditate on God's goodness day and night. And watch as your eyes are opened to the presence of goodness all around you. At the same time, pay attention to people who are suffering. People who are in need. People who need to know who God really is. So that you can share God's blessing with them. And then watch as everything you give away multiplies and becomes even more valuable. So to conclude here this morning with my message, I want to offer a sneak peek of what is coming because it has to do with paying attention. As pastor of uh, lifelong discipleship, I am going to invite you through the season of Advent to a daily ancient prayer practice called the examine. Now there's an adage, I'm sure you've heard it, that if you do something for 30 consecutive days, it becomes habitualized. And I would like everyone in this church to spend 30 days developing the habit of pausing each day and reflecting and paying attention to God's presence and activity in your life. It's very simple. It simply involves looking back at your life experiences 
and your underlying emotions, as you recall them, from the past 24 hours. Now, I'll explain more later, but just know that it is a prayer of uncovering and savoring the presence and gracious activity of God in every minute and in all the minutia of our lives. As today's parable makes clear, there is profound joy and blessing available to those who develop the ability to pay attention to the true character of our master. Amen.